Ananti Koti Vaishna Brinda Kijai Namacharya Shilaharidas Thakur Kijai Prem Sikoho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasadi Gaura Bhakta Brinda Kijai Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopakopinath 
शाम कुंद राधा कुंद किटी को प्रधान की जाए श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाए श्री नवद्वीप मायापुर धाम की जाए श्री जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाए श्री मथुरा धाम की जाए श्री द्वारका धाम की जाए गंगा माई की जाए यमुना माई की जाए भक्ति देवी की जाए तुलसी देवी की जाए समबेर भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेमानंदी All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया भगवते वासुदेवाया नमो भगवते वासुदेवायासंगाभावना रंति देवा अभवन योगिनाशर्वे नारायणपरायण अभवन योगिनाशर्वे नारायणपरायणप्रसंगिंग विथ किंग रातिदेव when talking with him about bhakti yoga ranti deva anuvartanaha the followers of king ranti dev that is his his servants his family members his friends and others 
Abhavana became Yogina, first class mystic yogis or bhakti yogis, sarve, all of them, Narayana Parayana, devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayan. All those who followed the principles of King Ranti Dev were totally favored by his mercy and became pure devotees attached to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Narayana. Thus they all became the best of yogis. Purport by his divine grace. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. The best of yogis or mystics are the devotees, as confirmed by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita 6.47. Yoginam apisarvesham madgatenantaratmana shadavan bhajateyomam same yuktatamo mataha. Of all yogis, he who always abides in me with great faith, worshipping me in transcendental loving service, is most intimately united with me in yoga, and is the highest of all. The best yogi is he who constantly thinks of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within the core of the heart. Because Ranti Dev was the king, the chief executive in the state, all the residents of the state became devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayan, by the king's transcendental. Hear the word Ranti Devanuvartanaha indicates that Ranti Dave's officers, friends, relatives, and subjects all became first-class Vaishnavas by his association. In other words, Ranti Dave is confirmed herein to be a first-class devotee or Mahabhagavat. Mahatsevam dwaram ahurvimukte one should render service to such Mahatmas, for then one will automatically achieve the goal of liberation. Srila Narottam Das Thakur has also said, Charya Vaishnav Seva Nistara One cannot be liberated by his own effort, but if one becomes subordinate to a pure Vaishnav, the door to liberation is open. Om Akyantimidandasya Gyananjana Chalakaya Chakshuru Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurabe Namaha 
श्री चैतन्य मनोभीष्ट स्थापित ये नूतल स्वयं कदाकदेहम श्रीगुर श्रीजुतापकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवश्च श्रीरूपाग्रजाथ सजीव साद्वैत साफदूत हरिजना सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधा कृष्णपादना ललिता श्री विशाका हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनाबंधु जगतपते गोपेशा गोपिका कांड राधाकांडमोस्तते थप्तखंसना गौरांगी राधे वृंदाबनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिय वंशकल्पतरूप्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पति वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैता गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरि कृष्णा कृष्णा हरि 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 राम हरि राम 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 हरि हरि नाइन ऑफ श्रीमद भागवत chapter 21 entitled the dynasty of bharat text number 18 in this purport shila prabhupad is giving his profound appreciation for the leadership quality of a king named Ranti Dev and the background to this story is so important Shiva Prabhupada is telling that because he was the leader everyone in the kingdom the citizens the ministers and in certain ways even more inconceivable the family members <laughs> they were all pure devotees by his example certainly as a king he administrated everything with super excellent systems and he used every facility that was possible within his kingdom whatever technologies were available at the time to uplift his his citizens to protect them to empower them but the spirit of why is what is emphasized in this chapter 
and Srila Prabhupada defines it as selfless love. Ranti Dev with his whole family with him, they went to a secluded place, a distant place, to fast. I believe it was 40 days with no food and no water. Why? Because as the leader, not only to purify himself, not only to set an example for others, but also for the benefits of everyone. He was doing this tapasya, offering the benefits of whatever he was doing to everyone who was under his charge. And in brief summary, after he fasted, he and his family were at the, at the very borderline of what is possible to continue their lives. And from a distant place, somebody came with a wonderful feast of food. And they were just about to eat, honor the prasad. And then a Brahmin came. And the Brahmin said, I'm very hungry. Do you have anything? So Dev fully served the Brahmin. When he was satisfied, they all sat down to take what was left. And then, just an ordinary kind of person, without any high caste or anything, he came and said, I'm hungry. And Ranti Dev fed his whole family along with this person. And whatever was left, he sat down. And then this man came with a pack of hungry dogs. And he said, I'm really hungry and my dogs are starving. Please feed us. Ranti Dave, all, when, when dogs are hungry, they can eat a lot. He gave all the rest of the food to this man and the dogs. And then there was just one cup of water left. It was just enough so that he could survive till more food could be there. And just when he was about to drink that cup of water, a chandala, a person who was totally rejected by society, said, I'm thirsty. Do you have any water? And at that point, Ranti Dev folded his hands and offered a prayer. He prayed, my dear Supreme Personality of Godhead, I do not pray to you for the eight mystic perfections of yoga. I do not pray to you for liberation or salvation from suffering. I only pray, let me take birth among living beings who are suffering so that I could give my life to help them. 
in giving this person my water, my life, my life. I am no longer ever again subject to thirst or hunger or moroseness or anxiety. He didn't just say it, but he gave the water to this man. At that moment, all those people that he gave his food and water to returned. And they all transformed into demigods. Brahma, Shiva, Indra, Vayu. Because this is the very heart of what Srimad Bhagavatam is. They did this to show what a Vaishnava is. One who is truly willing to make sacrifice for the well-being of others. Karuna, compassion. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here in Navadvip Dham, he taught us Prema Pumarta Mahan. That the highest goal of religion, of dharma, of life, is to love Krishna. And the expression of that love, as well as the means of achieving that love, is to always remember Krishna and live as the servant of the servant in compassion for others. I was listening to a recording of Srila Prabhupada here in Mayapur Dham. At this time of the year, when devotees from all over the world would come to be with him. What should I do? Where should I go? And as he was speaking, this Lord Chaitanya was crying. Sachimata, out of her selfless affection, she replied, My dear son, why are you impatient? Everything will be all right in due course of time. Srila Prabhupada explains, Lord Chaitanya was indicating to his mother that he was about to leave home forever. To take sannyas. And his mother was fully aware of what he was indicating. Her heart was crushed, broken. In her heart, she was feeling more distress, perhaps, than even Nimai, who was crying for Krishna in separation. Because she understood she's going to live the rest of her life in separation from him. But still, 
she concealed her own grief to pacify him. Please, my son, be patient. Everything will be all right. In Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, there's a beautiful story when Sachi Devi is so much grief-stricken by hearing the rumors about her son leaving home to take sannyas. She was not praying about herself. She was so concerned with him more than herself. She's a mother. Nimai, don't leave home. It's so difficult. Walking bare feet everywhere through jungles and forests and towns and villages. You're enjoying so much your life. You love your wife, Vishnupriya. You love her dearly. And you love to be with your friends, Srivas and Nityananda and Haridas and Adwaita. And you love to have Kirtan here in your house and at Srivasangam. How you will suffer if you leave. But ultimately, Sachi Mata, when she understood the Lord's will, she hid her grief. Whatever you decide, my son, that is the best thing. You have descended in this world to deliberate the conditioned souls. And when Nityananda Prabhu was told by Lord Chaitanya that he was about to take sannyas. He hid his own grief from Lord Chaitanya and then went to a secluded place and continuously wept bitterly thinking how this will affect Sachimata who was widowed and had nothing but Nimai in her life. And when Vishnupriya, the Lord's beloved wife, saw Satyamata's condition, she approached Lord Chaitanya. And she pleaded and she cried. And Lord Chaitanya cried and said, please, no that whenever you think of me, I will come. I will be there. This selfless love of thinking of each other, of thinking what is pleasing to the Lord. In Ramayana, we find the same thing when Lord Ramchandra was to be banished from the kingdom for 14 years. His mother, Kosalya, when he went to, to ask her permission to leave, she was weeping and crying and begging him not to go, but when she saw that he was gonna go, he had a higher purpose. 
she refrained, she restrained her emotions and became very strong and said, yes, my son, what you are doing is right. Please go with a happy heart. And Srila Prabhupada here in Mayapur, he was speaking on this subject of selfless love from a verse from the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, where Krishna is about to leave Hastinapur to go back to Dwaraka. And all the citizens were coming out in such separation from Krishna. They actually didn't know if they would ever see him again. And they were crying. But this was the perplexity, Srila Prabhupada said, the perplexity of Sachimata. She was crying herself, but she did not want to in any way disturb her son. And all the residents of Astinapur, they were brokenhearted and weeping, but they were all thinking, if I cry when Krishna leaves, it will be inauspicious for Krishna. It might bring misfortune to Krishna if we're crying and exhibiting being upset when he leaves. Srila Prabhupada is giving these examples for selfless love. where we take ourself out of the center. I can think of no greater person in the history of the world who exhibited selfless love more than our beloved founder, Acharya Srila Prabhupada. What he endured when he was on Jaladuta he wasn't expecting to go to America and become a millionaire. He just wanted to fulfill the desire of his spiritual master, to give the message of Lord Chaitanya to the West. And what is that message? That Krishna is a person. And to, to love him as an eternal servant is the highest perfection of life. We are not these bodies. We are eternal loving servants of the all beautiful, all attractive supreme truth who's the cause of all causes, Krishna. And through the process of bhakti, especially hearing about the Lord and chanting the, the names and glories of the Lord in the association of devotees, this love can be awakened. And Srila Prabhupada, he, he wrote, Krishna, I don't know why you're sending me here from Vrindavan, my home, but my Guru Maharaj has given me this instruction. 
Now if you give me the words to speak your message and you give these people the ability to understand your message, then they will all be happy. Those are Prabhupada's words. He wanted everyone to be happy in Krishna consciousness. But yet he's using examples of how much devotees sometimes have to suffer in the pursuit of happiness. When we actually focus on putting Krishna in the center, putting the will of Srila Prabhupada and our acharyas in the center of our life, then our sufferings in pursuit of their will, trying to represent their will in our lives, however small or big we may be, that is an expression of love. That is the means of achieving love. And it is that connection of love that is happiness. Yugayatam nimeshena chakshusha pravrashayatam sunyayatam jagat sarvam govinda virahename. That suffering for the well-being of others on behalf of Krishna is actually a greater form of happiness when we come to the spiritual platform than any type of so-called peace or happiness of this world. In making Krishna happy, in making devotees happy, that's the true happiness of the heart of a devotee. Today is the disappearance day of Srila Ishwara Puri. And this principle of selfless love is so much integrated in every aspect of the stories of his life that has been revealed to us in the scriptures. Ishwara Puri was a disciple of Srila Madhavendra Puri. He traveled with his guru to so many places. We read when Nityananda Prabhu met Madhavendra Puri in the western provinces of India. Ishwara Puri was so happy so ecstatically happy to see his guru so happy in the association of Nityananda Prabhu. His whole life was making his guru happy. So now it's the last stage of Madhavendra Puri's life. He's an invalid. He's on what we would call in this world his deathbed. Can you imagine the pain in the heart of Ishwara Puri seeing this situation? His Guru Maharaj is in such a state he can't, he can't stand up, he can't sit up. He's crying in separation from Krishna. 
Ishvara Puri, although a great scholar, a Brahman, you know, he had all qualifications. He was expressing his love with such menial service. A service that actually anyone can do. He was cleaning from the body of Madhavendra Puri his urine and stool because his guru could not get up. And seeing his guru in feelings of separation from Krishna, he was constantly chanting Krishna's names and chanting Krishna's pastimes and glories to his guru. Although he himself was in such a state that his guru was about to leave him. And because in such a simple way, with such genuine sincerity, he served his Guru Maharaj as a servant of the servant. And Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, he emphasizes how he cleaned the stool and urine of his Guru's body with his own hands. In those days, they didn't have rubber gloves or anything like that. He did it with his own hands, and he was grateful to do so. And his spiritual master embraced him. He was so pleased. May Krishna bestow upon you, my child, the great treasure of ecstatic love for him. That was the last words and blessings that his Guru Maharaj gave him as he was crying in separation from Krishna who had left for Mathura. Here in Navadweep, Sri Adwaitacharya, whose house is very close by in the compound near Srivasankam. He was worshipping his deity of Krishna. Devotees would come there and one day he saw a very simple looking sadhu. He just looked so totally ordinary. He was just alone roaming the streets. Just happy to be doing that. And he sat outside Adwaita's temple as Adwaita Prabhu was doing puja. And Adwaita Prabhu felt something very powerful. And he looked over and he saw this completely unassuming, simple, humble person in rags just sitting there. And Adwaita Prabhu was thinking, who is this? There's something happening to my heart in his presence. And then Makunda Dutt started singing beautiful prayers in Kirtan about Krishna. And that person began to exhibit symptoms of love. And then everyone understood, this is Ishwarapuri. 
Now, Advaitacharya is Madhavendra Puri's disciple. And Ishvara Puri, because of his service to his Guru Maharaj at the end and throughout his life, he was so exalted. But he didn't in any way advertise himself. And then everybody recognized him. And one day when Ishwara Puri was walking, he came across Nimai Pandit, who at that time was a great grammar teacher, the greatest scholar in Navadweep, but not exhibiting any symptoms of devotion. And they happened to meet while walking near the Ganga. And Ishwara Puri was thinking, this person is something special. He asked, who are you and, and what do you do? And one of Nimai's students said, this is Nimai Pandit. And Ishwara Puri said, oh, you are the famous scholar Nimai Pandit. And Nimai said, please come to my house for prasad. And Sachimata cooked a wonderful feast for him, and they sat, and Ishwara Puri was speaking about Krishna. And after that, at Gopinatha Charya's house, Ishwara Puri was staying. And Gadadhar Pandit, who was a brahmachari, very simple heart, who just didn't have any concerns with material life, he was so attracted to Ishwara Puri. And he was studying. Lord Chaitanya would come to offer his obeisances. And hear this poetry in a way that's not at all poetic. <laughs> Krishna's completely pleased because of the love in which it's written. It would be a great offense to edit the writings of one who is glorifying Krishna with love. Ishwara Puri was very happy to hear this from Nimai. But he said, whatever you're saying, still, it will be good for the world to be able to appreciate and understand this book if it's edited properly, so please do this for me. So we're seeing here the dynamics that he wanted things to be very professionally done. But at the same time, it was the love, it was devotion, it was the compassion of the heart and the sincerity of the intent that was the power behind it. So Nimai said, all right. And one day, Nimai said, actually this particular word that you're using, Atmanepadi, is not grammatically correct. It should be parasmepadi. And Ishwara Puri heard it. And then Nimai went home. And the next day when Nimai returned, Ishwara Puri said, I've been thinking about this all day and all night, and I've done research in the scriptures and everything, and actually, atmanepadi is the correct word. Nimai Pandit happily accepted that. 
This is something impossible. He accepted defeat from Ishwara Puri. Nobody could defeat Ish Nimai Pandit. The greatest scholars and pundits of Navadweep were challenging him. They could not defeat him. Even Keshav Kashmiri, the Digvijay Pandit, was defeated by Sh Nimai Pandit. But here Nimai was happily accepting defeat from a devotee. This is the principle of Srimad Bhagavatam that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching. Krishna would wrestle the gopas in Vrindavan. And when the gopas would defeat him and celebrate and spread news all over Brajbhumi that I defeated Krishna, Krishna was happy. He was more happy than if he won. And Yashoda Mai, when she defeated Krishna by tying him with a rope of her love, Krishna was very happy. In fact, for all time to come, Sukadeva Goswami, by the arrangement of Krishna, glorified Yashoda as conquering Krishna. And the gopis, Krishna told them, that your service has completely conquered me. Even in a lifetime of Brahma, I could never repay you. And in Vrindavan, there are so many stories of how Krishna begs for Sri Radha's love, conquered by that love. This is the great treasure of the mysteries of all the Vedic literatures, that the supreme absolute truth, the controller of all controllers, finds the greatest joy in being conquered by the love of his devotee. And Srila Prabhupada, when he would speak about the first meeting he had with Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada, at Ultudungi Junction Road in Calcutta. It was just a very simple rented house. It's all they had. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was living here in Mayapur. He had a little place. He wanted to establish his movement on the order of his Guru Maharaj and father, Bhakti Vinod Thakur. But he prepared himself in Mayapur by chanting one billion names of Krishna. And after that, he moved to Calcutta. And the history of that little house, Ultadonga Junction Road, when he first moved in on rent, it was him, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And three Grihasta couples. There were no brahmacharis, there were no sannyasis. We were just living with three men and three women, husbands and wives. And he established his mission to preach Lord Chaitanya's message all over the world there. And gradually more and more people started coming. Brahmacharis, sannyasis started 
developing. And in 1922, when Srila Prabhupada came to see him, he was given this message. Take Lord Chaitanya's teachings to the Western world in the English language. And Srila Prabhupada actually presented arguments. Who will listen to India's message when we're still subordinate to the British? This is our first priority. We have to get the national dignity. <laughs> we want to be defeated by the Vaishnava's love. It's interesting. Srila Prabhupada was Nama. He was, whenever he would do Premdvani, he would say, Nama Charya Srila Haridas Thakur. Thakur Haridas, he was the Acharya who taught us how to perform the Yuga Dharma of chanting the holy names. And what was it about? Haridas Thakur's character that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and our whole Parampara gives him this most honorary, worshipable title of being the Namacharya. One of the things is close by in Fuliagram. He was willing to be beaten in 22 marketplaces just chanting Krishna's names as everyone's well-wisher. Such tolerance, such humility, such forgiveness, such compassion. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself with tears would glorify that pastime of Haridas Thakur. 22 marketplaces. This number is very interesting. Srila Prabhupada met Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and the seed of the instruction which was the cause of the whole International Society for Krishna Consciousness was placed in his heart in 1922. And 22 years later, in 1944, Srila Prabhupada established the first issue of Back to Godhead magazine to pursue that instruction. And 22 years later, in 1966, Srila Prabhupada established the International Society for Krishna Consciousness in New York. And in 2022, we're very hopeful that his dream will be fulfilled. I might be 22 minutes late. <laughs> but very quickly, I'd like to say a few more things. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he left Navadweep to go to Gaya. Until this point, he didn't outwardly reveal his ecstatic Radha Bhav, his love of Krishna in the mood of Sri Radha. But it was there 
in the presence of Ishwara Puri at the Vishnupad temple in Gaya that Lord Chaitanya exhibited the Radha Bhavatuti Subalitam Nomi Krishna Swarupam. When he saw Ishwara Puri there, he said, I have traveled to this holy place of Gaya on pilgrimage, but now the real fulfillment of my pilgrimage is in meeting with you. Please give me the wealth, the treasure of love for Krishna. And Ishwarapuri at that time could recognize who Lord Chaitanya was. He was Krishna. He said, I had a dream last night where I saw the Supreme Personality of Godhead and now my dream is fulfilled because I'm seeing you. And after Lord Chaitanya did all the Shraddha ceremonies, he went back to his little room where he was staying and he cooked. He cooked prasad for himself. He just made enough for himself because there was no one else there. And just when he was about to eat it, Ishwara Puri came in. And Lord Chaitanya said, please take prasad. Ishwara Puri said, it appears I have come at the right time. <laughs> but you only made enough for one. So you should take. And Lord Chaitanya said, no, you take. And Ishwara Puri said, let us, let us make it half and half and we'll both take together. And Lord Chaitanya said, no, no, I can easily cook again. You take. And Lord Chaitanya personally, the prasad that he made for himself, he lovingly, humbly served his Guru Maharaj. And after that, he didn't rush to eat and cook more. After he served his Guru Maharaj, he gave him a place to lay down and rest. He humbly massaged his legs and his feet and his body. And Lord Chaitanya begged him, please liberate me from this material world. Give me love for Krishna. Give me initiation. Ishwara Puri, he said, you want me to initiate you? If that's what you want, I'll give you my body, my mind, my words, I'll give you my very life, and I'll also give you initiation. <laughs> and he gave him initiation. Lord Chaitanya Paramparani also gave him the instruction that you should take this Harinam Sankirtan, the chanting of the holy names, and you spread it throughout the world. It's the greatest benediction. And it was when he received that instruction that the Sankirtan movement began. He came back here to Navadweep and established. Later, as was spoken, 
Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to reach people who were rejecting him and people throughout India and throughout the world. And for this purpose, Lord Chaitanya himself and Srila Prabhupada explains from Lord Chaitanya's perspective, out of his compassion for us, he left his beloved mother. And Prabhupada, when he would describe this, he would describe the nature of his mother's selfless love. And his beloved wife, and his beloved Navadweep and the devotees, out of compassion for us. And eventually he came to Puri. And after his South Indian tour, Lord Chaitanya, when he was in Puri, so many people were coming to meet him. And one person, and I'll end this class with this little pastime. This devotee approached Lord Chaitanya at the Gambira. His name was Govinda. He was the personal servant of Ishwara Puri. He said, Ishwara Puri has disappeared from this world. And I was at his bedside. I was his personal servant, along with Kashishwar Pandit. And our Guru Maharaj, he gave me the instruction that I should come and personally render service to you. Lord Chaitanya was very moved. He embraced, he embraced Govinda and said, my beloved spiritual master Ishwara Puri, in his Vatsalya Bhav, in his parental love, he has sent you to me. Then Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, who was now very great Vaishnav, but was still saying things according to Vedic traditions and cultures and everything, he said, how is it possible Govinda is a Shudra by birth? How could he be initiated by Ishwara Puri and given the, such an exalted post of his personal servant? And Lord Chaitanya, with great happiness, he said, this is the power of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and this is the power of a pure devotee who loves him. That power of Krishna comes through his devotee. And the power of that love is beyond all these rules and regulations. If it is his will, then Govinda is most exalted. This was so much the message of Lord Chaitanya. Haridas Thakur was a Malacha and Yavana and he's Namacharya. And Govinda is Lord Chaitanya's personal assistant 24 hours a day practically during the last 18 years of Lord Chaitanya's pastimes. But then Lord Chaitanya had a dilemma and he asked Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, 
that Govinda is my god brother. Not only is my god brother, but he's in such an exalted position. He was the personal assistant and servant of my Guru Maharaj. He's worshipable. I can't accept him as my servant. And Srila Prabhupada explains in purport that one should not expect god brothers, god sisters to be, doing, to be servants of each other in the sense of that. We're all servant of the servant of the servant, but we should not expect that. So Lord Chaitanya said, I cannot allow him to do this. But at the same time, Ishwara Puri gave him the order to do it. So what am I supposed to do? And Ishwara Puri responded, the order of the spiritual master takes precedent over all other things. And Lord, Lord Chaitanya then accepted Govinda as his personal assistant who would massage him every day and bring him food. And Lord Chaitanya, so many predicaments Govinda was in because of Lord Chaitanya's transcendental behavior. So on this day of the disappearance day of Sri Ishwarapuri, we understand how Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu put in the most exalted position the spirit of being the servant of the servant of the servant with selfless love. It is that selfless love that is the goal of our sadhana, the goal of our service. And it is that selfless love that Srila Prabhupada gave us to share with each other as a society. And as a society to share with the whole world. Our founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada he taught us this principle with his life, with his words. And whatever may be, because in this material world there are always so many complications and perplexities. Prabhupada used this word perplexities. We must, we must remain united in the spirit of being the servant of the servant of this selfless love. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Chai.